welcome to Rich Talk, where we keep the conversation going. Rich Talk, Episode 6, Making Mental Health the Norm in the Black Community. For too long, mental health has been taboo in the Black community. The finale of Rich Talk the Podcast, Season 1, is a multiple-part series dissecting how we think, feel, and operate in the range of our mental health. To set the table for our exploration into mental health, this episode consists of two interviews blended together. I sat down with Joy Rencher and Dr. Stephen Jefferson in 2019. Conversations such as these highlight the importance of our Rich Family mission and help us to understand why initiatives like Rich Reaches Out are needed. Hi, my name is Joy Rencher. I have my degree, a master's in social work from the University of Michigan, as well as a bachelor's in sociology focusing on race, class, gender, and sexuality um, issues, also from the University of Michigan, as well as have a private practice in Ypsilanti focusing on people of color and those that identify as LGBTQQIA. Integrative Empowerment Group. Now you have a lot of socialty dealing with different races, but predominantly the African-American. So what are some of the differences that you see between dealing with black men and black women when it comes to mental health? Yeah, um, so I think the issue of mental health is stigmatized in general, regardless of um, where you fit on the gender binary or um, spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, However, what I've seen is that it seems like women are um, more open to having a discussion about it. Okay. Especially if they're in a comfortable space around other black women. Um, Black women specifically, I think, are getting more permission to be vulnerable, especially from folks that are around them or like them. Um, As opposed to black men, I still feel it's even more taboo because, um, yes, women have the stigma of being strong, but um, black men are even supposed to have emotions. So they Mm -hmm. have to be strong without having those emotions. Um, And so I'm just finding that um, any conversation about mental health where the word mental health is used, um, a lot of black men shy away from it. Um, it seems to be a better approach to maybe pull out some of the the common issues that black men face that are contributing to their mental health. Um, And that opens up more conversation. But even the word or the phrase mental health seems to um, push a lot of black men away. Uh, My name is Stephen Jefferson. I went to Michigan State. My training, uh, my formal training is in clinical psychology. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the impact therapy and understanding the components of psychology can have? My bias would be that everybody who wants to be a therapist should be in therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least for some period. Yeah, I was 23 when I started grad school. Mm-hmm. There was another um, another guy in the program, Travis, uh, he won't mind myself without telling the story. Okay. We had heard that other members of our class were going into therapy, mm-hmm. um, and we were like, I don't need therapy. I mean, my family life was fine. Like, mm-hmm. my parents are good to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these people are going to be talking about. I wouldn't know what to talk about. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until much later that I did go into my own therapy that I realized, like, my parents were good, sure, but there were things that I sort of needed to work through still. We live in America. We live in a ground world where there are different races that intersect. There are different people that um, interact with one another. So... Dealing with mental health, primarily in the black community, have you seen a type of racial empathy gap where races outside of the black community don't really understand what black people are going through, so they don't have that empathy towards them? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, 
one thing I've seen, regardless of, again, whether you're man or woman, is this perception that black folks are just strong, mm -hmm. right? Um, and any admittance that you can't handle a situation or that you need help makes you weak. Mm -hmm. um, so I've even experienced or had um, folks tell me that they, they've experienced maybe going to um, a clinician or even a medical doctor um, and expressing some mental health concerns. I'm really tired. I'm depressed. Those typical emotions. Um and being reminded of where they come from, especially mm -hmm. if they do find another clinician of color who's also been taught the same mentality. Mm -hmm. um, so being reminded of where they come from and being encouraged to just be strong. Mm -hmm. um, also go to church, right? Pray mm -hmm. about it. You must not be praying hard enough um, type situations. Um, in the medical realm, and I know that this is not specifically about um, mental health, but us not taking care of our, our medical health right. also affects our mental health. Right. Um, I've, I've experienced clinicians or um, doctors say things like, well, you just need to stop eating those, you know, fried foods, fried chicken and all those other things. So making those assumptions that just because you're an African-American person, you have poor eating habits and therefore it's contributing to your mental health. So just a lot of assumptions when um, folks approach you. I feel like black men experience almost like being ridiculed, right? Oh, okay. So black women are reminded of their strength and where they come from. Um, black men are not only reminded of their strength uh, when they actually ask for help, but almost emasculated mm. in, in, in a way um, for even having the audacity to ask for help. Wow. I think, um, generally speaking, it's probably more acceptable for women to go than men uh, as a broad cultural value, but black women are probably much more reluctant to go than white women. Mm -hmm. um, and depending on the context, uh, like and what I mean by context is class. Yes. So yes. for poor black women, and this is my this is more conjecture. And, and yeah. My my suspicion would be that it's sort of a ain't nobody got time for that kind mm. of sort of uh, approach. Yeah. Where sure I you know I'm depressed, but you know I don't have time to be depressed mm. because I've got kids. I need to go to my work and blah blah blah. Yeah. So I just need to push through. Sort of John Henrietta-ism. So in theory, like how cities are set up, uh -huh. to like urban cities, like Detroit, for example, okay. with a liquor store in every corner yeah. to keep people to, I mean, kind of yeah. keep people poor. Would you say that kind of society is set up that same way for the poor to keep them mentally not at, this, at their maximum capabilities? Systemic racism, uh -huh. systemic uh, classism, yeah. like sexism. Do you feel like all of those isms kind of work to keep? us not yes. our full mental health that we can be absolutely you can be the scary black man but you can't be the depressed black man wow um and why do you think that is like why 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 would you rather be feared than vulnerable in the black community because if you're already going to be seen as this scary object in the world um in some ways it's the only power you feel like you have when you're interacting with, you know, mm. scary white folks who you know can destroy you. So you talked about some of these obstacles that um, black men and women have to kind of overcome or uh, adhere to in order to face their mental health. There's a lot of not only trauma that, that black people go through, but then also kind of hindrances with, with access. So why would you say that addressing mental health in the black community is especially important? Right. 
Um, well, you kind of brought it up, the, the, the first issue of trauma, right? Slavery still has a profound effect on us. Um, it really wasn't that long ago. Um, and, the, and the effects that it had on, like, our grandparents is being passed down generationally, right? So we're all experiencing this trauma, whether we are um, conscious of it or not. And it presents itself in a way that uh, we don't know how to take care of ourselves. We don't know how to show affection for others. Um, a multitude of different ways that it might manifest itself, um, because of that trauma and then the added discrimination that the majority of us have to continue to face on top of that, uh, whether it be in our professional lives, um, hell, walking down the street, whatever, um, we deal with a lot. We deal with a lot. Um, and I'm not trying to be too negative, but specifically with black men between the ages, I want to say 18 to 25, what's happening with them is this increase in suicide rates. And a lot of people don't know that um, because of this dismissive attitude and, and stigmatization about mental health, right? Um, we're in trouble. We're in crisis right now. And so we need to pay attention to that. We need to work to destigmatize this this idea that we're, we're too strong to ask for help. We're all human beings and we bleed the same. So we need to be able to ask for help. Um, that's why it's important. What do you say to those people, especially in the Black community, who still have that perception that they don't need therapy? I would probably hit it on two levels, one of which you've sort of addressed. Mm -hmm. um, we live in a racist culture, the first part would be, we live in a racist culture where it is to the advantage of our racist system that um, uh, people of color, African Americans in particular, don't seek resources in society that actually will make them stronger and help them. Mm. And so it's not an accident that um, that African-Americans are cherry of seeking out medical help or psychological help because certainly we know that there's been, there have been abuses in the past. Right. Um, but it, the, the other side of it is that it keeps us weak. A lot of our lives are spent in that cycle of we don't have time for that. So yeah. like, how do we maintain in those environments? I mean, not so that we're perceived differently from outside cultures, but just so that we're healthier. How do we change that, that narrative? Yeah. I think that's an excellent question. What comes to mind, even though it's not necessarily something that I've done or seen, but what comes to mind is people actually getting together and just talking openly about what it's like to be a black person. Mm. To acknowledge that it hurts. Once we get it within ourselves, how do we bridge that gap? When we talk about it and when we can give sort of labels to it, when we can name it, um, it makes it more real, more manageable. You know, you could think that it means that you're weak when really vulnerability, being able to be vulnerable is the ultimate form of strength. What are some of the ways that you do see it changing in a positive way? And what are some of the ways that we can continue to shift the idea and how we're addressing mental health yeah. predominantly in the black community? Um, again, me being an African-American woman, I think a lot of young women see me and they'll be willing to approach me knowing that I'm a clinician. Um, so I think it's part important to have representation for sure. Um, so people feel comfortable and safe. Uh, but I do find that um, young women and men are wanting to have more conversations mm -hmm. around it. what is mental health and even this um, questioning why it's even taboo. And I mm -hmm. think that's really good to start having those conversations um, as well. I think that 
we're also starting to see a lot of folks in the media, celebrities and things like that, start to pay attention to it. Uh, African-American folks like Taraji P. Henson Mm -hmm. is doing a lot when it comes to women and mental health and right. Who don't love her. Right. And so we're going to follow her and pay attention to those things as well. Um, And I think a lot of black men are starting to speak out as well. Exactly. Right. Um, And I think that's necessary and helpful because we look up to those folks and we think like you got all this money. Right. But you're still struggling, too. Right. And it it helps to normalize the issue. so I definitely see it changing, um, being being more positively spoken about. Um, I guess going forward, we just need to continue to have these conversations. I feel like the more we can learn, the more knowledge we have, the more we can dispel these these ideas we have about what it looks like to maybe go to therapy or being in a session. Um, hell, even what a therapist looks like, right? You don't need to... Um, find this PhD white woman, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And have this ideal of um, this person must know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just having more conversations about um, not just therapy, but the reasons why we need to go into therapy and even the common issues that we face as African-Americans that um, affect our mental health. Thank you. Yeah. It's unpacking those biases, like, like not just taking them for face value, but actually applying, like understanding the implications of what they mean and how they present themselves. listening to Rich Talk. Make sure you subscribe to our website at richmagdigital.com and follow us on all platforms.